Hello, Build to Scale listeners, welcome to our podcast. The aim of our podcast is to bring experiences and opinions of different industry experts, founders, and investors on two key phases in startups' life. Number one, finding a product market fit, and number two, scaling. Before each interview, we will introduce you the professional background of each guest so you can identify the key topics and expertise you might need to hear right now as a founder on a journey to win your own game. So, let's start. Sanya Mitroska is the founder of Networker, Macedonian-based accelerator whose mission is to help startups to start up. Moreover, Networker is the current Guinness World Record holder for the longest business pitch marathon. Macedonia is a country that is part of one of the key rising startup ecosystems worldwide, the Balkans. This ecosystem is being built from bottom up and is primarily built by startup enthusiasts such as Sanya, who plays a key role in the Macedonian and Balkanese future startup ecosystem. Together with Sanya, we dive deep into the current situation, barriers, challenges, and opportunities, as well as key value propositions that Macedonian startup ecosystem is bringing to this world. Hello, Build to Scale listeners. Welcome to the next episode. And I would love to welcome our lovely guest oh, all you. the way from Macedonia, Sanya Mitroska. Welcome to our podcast. No, I'm happy. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Come on, go <laughs> I know we are both like totally fired up to to have this discussion. <laughs> so Sanya is the founder of a Networker, which is accelerator already for four years, uh, run in uh, Macedonia. You are based in Skopje, if I'm not uh, wrong. And today's topic is together to discover and share with uh, the other startup ecosystem all around the world what the future of um, Balkans as such ecosystem and yourself you present Macedonia. So this will be the main topic. We know there are more investors looking into your countries. And also we know that you are really working hard uh, to create from bottom up the startup ecosystem. So. Right now, I believe uh, our listeners will definitely uh, benefit a lot from our discussion. However, I have to start off immediately with the question, how come uh, you hold the world Guinness record in the longest pitch uh, ever, event? What was the idea? What is happening? Why did you choose to yeah, kind of yes. go this direction? It's a great question, <laughs> actually, for a starting point, because it's um, um, where, uh, where does the idea come from? Well, from a failure and always great things in, in my and also in a business life. Um, or coming from failures, so jumping from a failure to failure, but on the bigger thing. So the idea is we we hit a tough space as networker. We had some issues inside a company. I needed to to um, accidentally we lost clients, so I needed to uh, lower the amount of of people that I had. And then I said, what's that one thing that can put us as a company as networker on the map? of startups, but not only Macedonia, but regional, and also on the map of investors, but regional investors. So, and it was actually, I was on my vacation, uh, summer vacation, I was reading the book of Richard Branson, who uses greatly the, the Guinness records 
um, in order to like guerrilla marketing tool in order to uh, to uh, leave an impression, but to compete with huge players like uh, airplanes, etc., because that's what he wanted to achieve uh, uh, on some uh, non-conventional method of marketing. And basically, I didn't know, but actually uh, the, the record that we were break, breaking longest business pitch marathon was even set by Richard Branson. But that wasn't my, my idea. So I just said, okay, let, let us see what, what we can do to, to show to the world that on the Balkan as a region, we have a lot of startups, a lot of things are happening. It's not, we have intellect also here. So just to point the eyes at this region here, because we are expecting the first unicorns from the region. So the idea is a bit to, to warm up the area and even to encourage investors, ours, local, but also external, to, to uh, put more attention here, even though it's not that developed. Right, that sounds crazy and I think a great growth strategy. So how did it work? Did it fulfill your expectations? Yes, actually it worked uh, great because uh, from a company that firstly was built intending to, to charge for services like a consultancy, uh, right now to be more of an accelerator because our, our, our vision is to we support startups to start up. So um, we've seen a lot of, because the, the record itself was 30 hours continuous pitching uh, in front of a jury member, but not one startup. So around 70 startups were pitching their ideas continuously. And during 30 hours, me and another three other people in the jury were listening to them. And out of this quantity, uh, great, great 10 startups came out of it. And then my mind started working. Okay, we can support these startups. We provided investment for them on the spot for five, even in the very early stage. Um, 25,000 per each, even though they just had some demo ideation phase. And then I realized it's easier to bring money to the startups we want to work with, and then we can cover our operational costs. But it can be on the other way around if we choose the great startups. So actually it worked because right now we work with high quality startups. This moment we are organizing another event that is longest pitch marathon like it was in the last year because we've realized that during this event there's a huge talent pool uh, in terms of startups. So we can choose with whom we want to work for free, etc. So it's like great, great uh, opportunity for us as someone who wants to develop startups and build the next unicorn in the region. That sounds amazing. So uh, when you say great startups uh, from Macedonia, because right now I understand it was a local event and I definitely would uh, like to jump on the next topic with you, which is like internationalization and in terms what this is, um, how this is as a challenge to you to really develop because the Balkan market is pretty small in terms of uh, where your startups can target. But before that, just to warm up our audience, uh, what is great startup for you? Uh, with what type of startups do you work? What are the sizes? There are already some great companies coming out of Macedonia. So yes. who are your so, main So uh, when I say great startup, startup firstly, I think of a great founders. Um, and when they talk, you feel the passion in them. Uh, maybe you don't like their idea at first, but you see that that person will will struggle. But it, it's built to, to built for working around the scope, not losing faith, etc. Just he, he or she is built to uh, 
make mistakes and pivot, open for pivoting. So for me, great startup is firstly a founder who is ready to to uh, not have assumptions about the market, but to set hypotheses and test them. So this is the first capacity that, and that's why we even work this Google design sprint methodologies that we do as networker, which is testing and then proving whether that's correct or not, because it's not always that easy. This idea is good idea or bad idea. There are a lot of things in between, like it's the idea is okay, but you can change it a bit. So, and one of the great startups from our region that are coming that I consider great. First, it's a startup called Howitzer right now. But they pivoted actually in the last, so their two-year startup, they pivoted in Hayridge. It's a tool for um, LinkedIn outreach, but for marketing agencies, for freelancers, for sales companies. But it's like multi-channel tool. Uh, it, 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 it basically, it, it's making simpler, it, it simplifies the method of outreaching and uh, a lot more simple than, than Sales Navigator. It's technology mostly innovation but firstly they started with reddit and they got funding of half a million in pre-seed mm-hmm. and right now they're pitching in our event for five million so that's that's one of the startups and they are very very young so they just finished um uh faculty then we have another great startup um uh, native teams for freelancers they got funding of two million again they're like up to three years existence uh, upshift another startup in hotel industry four million mm-hmm. but they're again like five years existing so when I say great startup first and all of them something that it's mutual for all of them is that they were pivoting they were changing their ideas during the time uh, but their passion wasn't touched and they mm-hmm. they they again uh, tested multiple hypotheses they were perfect in market fit like they, they found their their product and that's what I consider great. Okay, the market potential is also true, but if we take the good idea out of the assumption, because it's not a recipe for success, uh, even if you have one entrepreneur with wrong idea, uh, but with the capacity of pivoting and finding the market fit, then you will have a, a great startup one day. That's what I consider great startup. Yes. Yeah, I agree. And I actually... Uh believe that right now because the startup ecosystem and all the economic systems as well are going through some shaky periods however uh, as we know it brings a lot of cleaning and like detox uh, to the the system and i really believe that the opportunity you as a macedonian uh, ecosystem you have is really to pick the best practices that those startups in that have been like raised money in the last years failed at you can pick those and really accelerate, hopefully, much faster the growth. So this is a question to you. How do you see the Macedonian, or, or if you can also talk for the Balkans, uh, ecosystem right now in terms of the situation, the challenges, or maybe the key bottlenecks you see yourself that really are um, being a struggle and are yes. being, building pretty big barrier for you to actually expand or on the other side, what, what the are the, the, the pluses is that, that is untouched. We can share um, and we say we can learn from other practices because right now we have even role models. 
Um, but I wouldn't completely agree even with that because we still don't have a lot of role models. For example, we don't have ladies entrepreneurs that are extremely successful, which is, again, sad. But also, if you're a person that wants to make an impact, then you would like to push something that nobody did it yet. So I, I see our startup ecosystem here on the Balkan as a um, great playground for people that want to make an impact. It doesn't matter if they're investors and they invested in U.S., in um, European Union or Israel. Uh, one of my mentors that I have, she's from Israel, and she's saying, you don't know what you have here in terms of making impact because nobody uh, is investing here that much. The evaluations here are not the same. And there are two types of people. One would say, we have a lot of challenges. I wouldn't push it, but there are a lot of people uh, like me and I believe other people in the region who would say, this is a, a playground to to build something from scratch. And it's like uh, it's like a, a, a white book with white pages. You know, you open it and you always write with capital letters because you start from scratch. It's in terms of innovation, in terms of um, even in talent acquisition. People love to work in startups here because that gives them hope. Since we are coming from communistic background, uh, mostly this, this field here, um, and new generations, they want to get out of the box. So they right now earn great money. We have uh, highly uh, intelligent, great tech people who code like crazy, very good in terms of... So the price for developing a startup, a mobile app, it's at least 30% cheaper, but the quality is great. People to take, also talk great English. So the price for building a startup will be cheaper. Uh, that means the price of a failure is cheaper, of pivoting is cheaper for an entrepreneur. And also of an IT engineer, they can earn great money because the standard here of living is lower, but they want to, to work for startup because mm -hmm. they want to have the hope uh, to have this, these vesting options, let's say like, okay, I have a salary, but also I can have an equity in the startup that I'm building because everybody is feeling that the climate is changing in terms of um, there are a lot more startups as networker. We started before four years. And right now, like the, the number of startups we worked with, it's more than tripled after, especially after COVID, because they've realized nothing is safe. Even since we have communistic background, they say public work is safe. No, it's not safe. They've realized that it's not safe and that, it's great for you to have hope that sometimes insecurity means having hope for the better, not for the worse. Um, so this is for the good side. And for the bad side, I would say there is one challenge, and that's that uh, we don't have these laws for investors to do tax refunds, to, to make them easier to invest in startups and innovation. It's really, really hard Um to invest money in a region, especially in Macedonia, where did the money came from? It's and and it's not um, even you cannot reinvest your your profit as a company. They will put a tax on it too. So uh, I would put a minus on the laws. Uh, like uh, we don't have proper law uh, or regulatory for this type of investment. But also I would put the plus that that's, again, everything, as I said, it's like a white book with white pages um, and you can make a huge impact if the impact is something that it's driving you. And most of the entrepreneurs, they're driven by the impact, not that much 
of the profit. Yeah, I see, I see. So here I would like to pause in two, two points. One point is you mentioned the competitiveness in terms of talent, the prices, and so on. However, what I see also after COVID and uh, everything that is happening, the talent is basically open all around the world because we can work online, right? Uh, how does this come into place uh, in terms of you being competitive? Because right now, really, the costs, I mean, you can outsource. People are working from all over the world for the company. So I'm thinking this can be a positive thing, but I'm not, I'm like questioning how locally you can stay competitive in this area because you are going to basically be a direct competitor to companies out there that are already like coming from different yes. uh, different countries because you need to target bigger markets, right? Uh, at least that I imagine that's the that's the stage where also most of our companies are, like in Czech Republic. Uh, right now, finally, the startup ecosystem came to the point. I read a beautiful article where we ended a phase where Czech startups were only copying foreign startups. And finally, they are coming with crazy new ideas that are basically hyper-competitive, innovative, yes. and are really nice, um, on a really nice track to be something special on the world map. So I'm like challenging this world map ecosystem, you know, and how uh, Macedonia or in general Balkans, maybe you cooperate with other countries in Balkans. Yes, I don't know. That's, how that's a great point of view, actually, because it's, uh, and that's why I've men mentioned price of failing in startups that will be cheaper because I truly believe that I, yes, that I truly believe that through like failure that. in startups, <laughs> and that's not failure like for nothing, it's it's testing hypothesis. If you test it very fast, then because the time is money mostly in startups and in innovation, so it's not only you will have lower price for developing that app, but also faster time for developing that app, and then trying to to scale it up, then you are going to you are going outside of. Uh, let's say Europe, you go to US and you see that you have competitors. And uh, that's that's why I say the biggest capacity is to pivot because then you will return back again just to pivot, to, to pay the price, to change your idea, like to learn from your competitors what it's not satisfied yet and then try to find that gap on the market. That's that's my, my point of view. But, but um, in terms of local startups, it's true that we have um, that no, um, I mean, we struggle with great, great ideas because we need to get them out to start competing. They're still not competing with us. So, and that's why we are organizing these events where, I don't know, this year we have 500 global coming, the managing partner as a guest, like to, to give feedback that will be a bit, maybe it will hurt that feedback to the startups because they will say, okay, these ideas they already exist, but on the other hand, it will open their mind on thinking because if you listen carefully why you cannot succeed, you can listen how you can succeed because they're giving you a, a, a feedback with an argument. So then you will realize. So my idea is to start competing as much as possible in order to fail faster and in order to pivot faster because the price of, of pivoting, the price of redoing will be cheaper with the labor cost but also with with the time because it's high quality talent in terms of development yes i love it and i think actually this should be like the you know the sales pitch for macedonia like 
it's a blank page. However, we saw over decades how the startup ecosystem were built in different countries and we can really attract the best minds from different countries and avoid these mistakes. We will eventually do different ones, but here we can really start with highly motivated, highly talented people who are really willing to, I really believe, as I know myself, I'm Slavic too, so I know the mentality of the hard workers we, we put really into and we put extra hours and if we are passionate, it's like we can really go go crazy here. So I believe if you, if you combine that with the best practice, it can really create interesting dynamism and like uh, hopefully earthquake <laughs> and something that will ideally wake up the government, right? Because that would be my add another question. Who for you are right now the key stakeholders with who you also cooperate to influence and change the mindset or maybe create some kind of support network in order yet yeah, to see um, in the future mainly yes. because this is definitely yeah. in the beginning everything started with Fund for Innovation right. and Development which is a public institution uh, also created by World Bank so they got a grant mm -hmm. and then they started giving these grants in um, but it's like co-financing grant in very early stage startups up to 30,000 euros and you pay just 5% of royalty, but no equity, so you don't give away your company in very early stage just for product development and research, then there is a, a grant up to 300,000 euros for commercialization, for scaling up, and then for technological development, it's even more. But the idea, this Fund for Innovation and Development, they... Uh, they put in people's mind here uh, before four years when this programs five started that uh, you can make money in startup. Uh, it's not that it's impossible. They start they, they started even uh, teaching them the vocabulary mm -hmm. about startups. Nobody still knows um, exits, etc. So the the business vocabulary it's not well developed. So they started like moving some things in terms of. Um, oh, there are kids there, 20 years, they raised half a million. Who are they? So we have these PR um, uh, websites that start writing and then the, the older generation starts reading. So right now we are at the point. So I would think first the Fund for Innovation. And then right now we are at the point where corporations, so uh, businessmen that already have their their companies established right now they're curious and they're one of the biggest our investors uh that come to our events and invest in startup because they want to have a part of it like five ten percent to diversify the portfolio of their profits and it's a best way because they encourage other entrepreneurs and also they stay here so when i say they stay here why would they stay in the country even if they have a company because it's impossible to get funding from U.S. if you have company in Macedonia. So you need to have a Delaware Corp. But again, they stay here because the cost for development, the cost for, for life are cheaper. And it's a great country for uh, for eating in restaurants, networking, having fun, etc. So it's like um, they, they invest in our entrepreneurs to stay here and then to build something from here. So I would mostly think uh, Fund for Innovation, this corporations that are successful but right now they want to diversify their portfolio but if i need to choose one player who i collaborate mostly uh they are the entrepreneurs 
the 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 successful stories because they are the starting point uh, who that that encourages other uh, pieces in our ecosystem to to move. So it's not the accelerators, it's not the investors. They're great also, but everything starts from the entrepreneurs that did it and achieved something by their own. So they didn't come to Networker, to Accelerator, to Fund for Innovation. They were just a group of students that applied somewhere for funding and they got it. And then we make a PR mess out of it and they encourage other students to do that and and other uh, investors to invest. Amazing. I really love to hear that. It was one of my questions, how the current startups already achieved some, some level of success. How are they feeling? So they are giving yeah. back and you cooperate closely. So that's really amazing to, to hear. And um, do you also cooperate with other Balkan countries in terms of these events or right now it's more like Macedonia? Yes, actually uh, this is activities you that's are our idea doing. this year because we will we have a lot of guests invited from Bulgaria, from Albania, from Serbia uh, also from Turkey, so Kosovo. So we, we have a lot of guests are invited from there. So I expect that this year things will change in terms of until now we didn't. Last year the event was, and most of our clients, Croatia. We had only clients from Croatia and Australia up until last year. So this year we're expecting that um, things will start happening Balkan-wise to a bit expand because... Um, Personally, we've seen a huge impact, startups collaborating with startups. Just to talk and to go out and talk to another founder about your issues, they can fix your issues very, very fast. And it's it's nothing related to the issue, but with your way of thinking. So that's what, what we would like to encourage, the community. Yes, perfect. I completely agree. Like It's not a bad yes. issue, but it's the way you think about it. That's, that's amazing. That you already have this in your DNA, like really wow. So, what would you maybe say is Macedonia is right now missing? Is it like uh, bring more international investors or have more knowledge about sea level management? Yes. Or you can be very specific. Like, I would love to really hear what are maybe like particular needs your startups need. Uh, you mentioned one, like to have maybe more. Um, innovative ideas. Yes. Uh, you also give a nice example. How are you trying to stretch that during your event? So, in terms of the yes. startups you work with internally, what are usually like the key needs or the key challenges they face in order to grow? It's I would say bigger competition, uh, but not like a competition with their like peer to peer knowledge. Our startups here lack peer to peer knowledge, like to um not directly to compete but to have an opinion from another successful entrepreneur who and then they will tell to them look this is not that big of innovation if you think but this is the path how you can do it so uh most of the people here say we lack money but i don't agree i don't think that we lack, lack finances or money as a country i think that we lack successful um expert in their field right. who can come here and give this feedback like peer-to-peer knowledge in terms of entrepreneurship especially in terms of expansion we don't know how to expand 
Okay. And that's a huge issue. Like how to, okay, we've built a great product here. We have startups that built a great product, but then they don't know how to expand, let's say, to Germany or to Asia. Uh, like how, so the, the networking on a level peer-to-peer, that's, and that's how bigger innovations can happen, but also expansions. Mm-hmm. So I think we we need um, peer-to-peer knowledge briefly. We also need um, business ethics tutoring. <laughs> and this is interesting because people here don't know how to network. You know, we go to networking events. Right. It's something, especially in women, that we've realized. We go to networking events and the event by itself is networking, but we are afraid to network. So let's see, we see there the Ministry of Finance and no one goes to them. Or we exchange the, the visit cards, but then we don't write an email the next day. It was nice meeting you. And uh, we believe I believe that we're going to build something together. We don't do that. So uh, first time um, first time contacts, uh, build, building the first time contacts in um, long lasting business relationships, like how to build your network, but like step to step. T- tutoring about how to do that. That's something I'm learning right now, like how I can right. warm up my contacts and, mm-hmm. and use them in multiple occasions. And it's nothing bad in the word using, but somehow we feel ashamed of that word. So that's, that's the, the oh. second thing, like business ethic, because it's the first rule, the network and, and business ethic. And then the third would be another business ethic is... Um, Mm-hmm. mostly about the expectations of the society like uh, it, you can be an entrepreneur and fail and it's okay to fail um, because if we buy a car let's say of 20,000 euros we don't judge the people that they spent 20,000 but if they invest in a startup 20,000 and then if that startup fails after one year we judge them that they did a bad, bad decision and the car would also be uh, a cost, so it will lose value. But we, so I would say that the, like I told you that you wouldn't succeed in business. Like the first business should be successful, which is not the case. In ten years, three startups, try three startups. One will be successful. We don't need, and then you will earn enough money until uh, retirement. So it's not the, the the case that you need to be. It's not an overnight success. It never was. It's 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 only on the cover of the magazines that just publish this type of news. But behind it's like loads of years work and everything what you mentioned. So I hundred percent agree. And uh, wow, yes, I I see I see what you mean. So it's really interesting. Like um, I'm trying to think. So I I had the chance to talk to. Uh, people and investors in Asia right now is that really interesting talk from a founder who is doing similar work uh, like yourself in Georgia and what I can see the the, the, the challenges are basically similar um, like really the, the society make them ready that our country can produce something big support that and trust it and also, one aspect I would like to ask, how do you see uh, right now your country financially sensitive? So, of course, in order to attract the talents, there must be some motivation. There will be people who will do it because they are really motivated and they really want to build it from the ground to the top. 
or if we can look also on the more, more east uh, Dubai, where there is a lot of money, they are practically buying the talents, uh, attracting them with a lot of PR and literally having ads on Instagram, come to, to Dubai, we pay you this and that and we want you, right? So how can we compete? How, how is uh, Macedonia ready for this uh, in terms of finances? How startup can yes. afford uh, I, or how do you see this? I only to, think to buy with, the talent, um, right? because with questing options, with giving uh, part of the equity or royalty or percentage of a potential exit in the future of the startup. Because if we teach them financial literacy, Uh, or do the math for them as an entrepreneur, as I'm talking right now for my team, they would pretty much get the idea that if they go to Dubai, even with the salary they want in the next five years, and if they stay here in Networker, where we build uh, 20 startups yearly and we get equity from all of them, the math will be much better because 100 startups in five years, one will do a great exit and they will get money if they have percentages of their startups of this. So I think... We need to talk more in numbers, not in uh, like financial literacy, uh, like not to say, oh, they're offer to teach people that having money now, it's not the same with having a lot of money in five years and to teach them like uh, how to make them part of the process, not mm-hmm. only part of the result, like this is the salary, these are the benefits, but how to come to huge amount of, of not just money, but financial independence. Um, freedom to, to do things after five, ten years. So I, I just believe that vesting, uh, um, giving equity or royalty or percentage of exit, that's how we can be competitive as startups. Nothing, nothing more. We cannot compete with salaries that that corporations give. Yeah, it's impossible. Yeah, I see. But I believe that we could identify some interesting value proposition of Macedonia and uh, Balkan countries. I also see, uh, after talking to you and as I mentioned to other people who are doing really great work, that this is going to really work only if we cooperate and internationally, like really supporting and seeing the startup ecosystem as one, but also like benefiting from the different talents we have in this location. So I think this could be something we could yes. discuss longer. Yeah, I, I actually <laughs> had an idea. Like it a was a startup idea that came through the challenge that startup actually can share human capital. Uh, because when you work in the beginning in startup, you you don't need the person 100%, but you need to pay them 100%. So you, we can all hire senior sales, but then share them uh, in some way and pay them much more than a corporation. So like, uh, you know, to outsource the people that work in startups, but it was just an idea, like a challenge. Um, uh, but no, I, I, I don't think that like startups can hire, yeah. can, can out take outsourcing company for sales, for product development. Like they come to us, for example, for, because we do the work for the yeah. startups from ideation to first funding. Like we do basically even marketing and design everything. So it's like they outsource everything to us and we yeah. have marketing sales, IT design. So something like us, but on a bigger scale, community maybe. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I, I kind of, I think we could, we should have like a master female mind yes. a circle. Uh, this is something I'm just, since we started to talk and we already met a few times, I'm like, all right, 
we should make a step forward with this. <laughs> so let's bring that idea on. However, Sanya, I would love to ask you if you can uh, tell our listeners what's going to happen next week. So the 20th, the 21st, you are running again the longest marathon, uh, pitching marathon. And I would love you to have the time now to present, say what's going to happen. What are you looking forward to? Of course. And so invite it's on 20th and 21st of May. Uh, that's basically weekend. So we mostly encourage physical presence, but also online submission would be okay uh, for the, the viewers that are not near Macedonia or Balkans. Uh, we, they basically can pitch in four stated stages only if they have an idea up to 30,000 euros. If they have some demo and some traction, but not revenue up to 300,000 euros, then up to 1 million if they have some revenue and more than million if they have some revenue traction and they want to scale up. So we, uh, we have multiple investors, but one of our biggest investors is 500 Ventures that invest in Canva, in Intercom, Creative Karma, Udemy, etc. So managing partners will be here to, to evaluate and also to invest in these startups. Uh, we have Israeli funds and also uh, two great awards. One is for women in business. So uh, besides the investing part, um, a startup, a, a female entrepreneur can get an award to have a full paid cover trip to Tel Aviv, Israel, five days to uh, network with the startup ecosystem there and other successful ladies. It will be not just touristic arrangement, but also more networking. And then 500 ventures are giving also award for an entrepreneur, for the startups, for one startup with the best expansion strategy. They will offer uh, one spot at their founder's evening, uh, where uh, it's on 7th June after our event. So... This evening, all of the founders that 500 invested, they come together once per year to network. So one startup, even if they don't get funding, but they have the best expansion strategy, uh, they can be uh, guests there also. And to spend one day with the venture capital uh, 500 just to give a mentorship, feedback on their idea, etc. So uh, the event itself, it's networking, getting this uh, to awards, but also for raising investment or to find to find co-founders because we'll have we have a formal uh, collaboration with University for Technology, Finki in Macedonia, and also on the other hand with Faculty of Economics. So all of the, the their students that study entrepreneurship will be there to pitch their ideas, but also to to be co-founders to some other startups because we need to match this sales and IT people together somehow, according to... So, Sani, I just wanted to say thank you. I believe what you are doing right now, you are opening doors for so many talented people and you are really giving them not only hope, opportunity and crafting something special for not only for Balkan countries or for Macedonia, but I believe for the whole world. So, definitely what I have in mind, it would be interesting to have like an international female mastermind group. How we can actually connect... Yes. Uh, these ecosystems because I think it's one of the key things that I'm seeing as uh, a startup ecosystems have only chance to really work together right now for the big accelerators like iCombinator or Techstars but let's say locally wow. there is like not other structure that could could do this so let's maybe have another call and chat about that yes I would 
That sounds great, actually. I would love to to uh, try to, to network for that when I mean I even build some communities together because like to to mer merge them. Exactly. It would be great. <laughs> thank you for your great. time. No, thank you for your time also for inviting me. I I enjoyed the conversation. Yes. Me too. It's I think it's a it's a topic that we can bring on more times because this will evolve pretty fast. <laughs> so I can't yeah. wait for the feedback from your events. I really want to thank thank you to our listeners. Have a look. Actually, can people uh, check online or, or have some maybe live streaming or will you provide some some information on your LinkedIn of networkers about the event afterwards? Yes, they can. Firstly, uh, they can pitch online if they want. So it's a different ticket. They can first contact us in order, like, because for online pitching, uh, it's a spe special uh, part. So it's like www.longestpitchmarathon.mk. And um, we have Longest Pitch Marathon in Instagram, LinkedIn. They can feel free to contact me also on my, my networker.mk, like email or sanya.mitrovska at networker.mk for anything that they need. So uh, there won't be live streaming of the overall event, just pitching online right now, but we'll have in mind for next next year to do that. Now, it sounds great, Sanya. You're doing amazing work. Thank you for your time and we'll keep Thank in touch. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. <laughs>